You are listening to Handi Talks, a food media company. Welcome to Handi Talks. We have with us Vishala Reddy, Vuyala, destination marketing consultant, Livable Cities campaigner, entrepreneur, and a mentor to many successful startups. Uh, the founder of Identity, Vishala Reddy, has been working on her dream project, uh, the Millet Bank. And we will be speaking to her today about Millet Bank, about what she has achieved through this one year of Millet Bank, and her plans for the future. Welcome, Vishala. Welcome to Handi Talks. You are listening to Handi Talks, a food media company. Thank you, Raji. Uh, well, uh, Millet Bank started in August 2020, and we would like to know a little bit about the backstory. Uh, what made you conceptualize it, and what's what's the inspiration behind Millet Bank? Um, Raji, it was very simple. I come from a farming background. Um, you know, uh, all all my relatives and my family is still into farming, and my sister uh, is the inspiration for me to start Millet Bank. Uh, my sister, she lives in Karnataka and Andhra Pradesh border. Um, she has grown a uh, uh, fox uh, foxtail millet, and that is called Koralu in Telugu. Koralu, yeah. Huh. So uh, then uh, she started and her crop was like uh, excellent and she got a lot of appreciation and awards and recognitions from the Telangana Agricultural Department, not Telangana, sorry, Karnataka. <laughs> so uh, all that was there, but uh, for one year almost she was not able to sell that uh, uh, crop. Hmm. And uh, there were no processing units nearby where she can, uh, you know, go for primary processing. And uh, there was no facility where she can do the value-added product uh, products. All that they had is that uh, koralu, uh, uh, the raw grains, and she didn't know what to do with that. And if she sells raw grains, uh, people purchase it for 15, 15 rupees per kg or 20 rupees per kg, and it is not going to help her anyways. It is not even going to get her investment back. So I was thinking it's not just my sister, there are hundreds and thousands of uh, women and small and marginal farmers from dryland areas having this struggle. Um, until like uh, 40 years ago, uh, there was a huge, uh, you know, um, usage of millets and uh, pulses. And there were like, you know, people used to work at home and they used to do a lot of physical work like pounding and grinding and all that. And there was a lot of uh, nutrition diversity and dietary diversity in the families. But 40 years, you know, from the 40 years, uh, we have changed a lot in our diet habit and no more, you know, we are not working with our hands. So you yeah. need machinery to, you know, to process these millets and add them to the nutrition. So because of that lack of uh, uh, infrastructure, they're not going for millet farming and also at the home they even stopped using the millets because of these issues so i thought why don't we revive this uh, you know dietary legacy and nutritional legacy that we had so that is actually my, my inspiration uh, my sister yeah okay yeah, that that is interesting, and in fact, uh, a very very um, very rooted kind of a concept. Uh, but millets and uh, uh, homegrown, uh, the whole grains and millets, especially the chirudhanyalu, what we say, have been uh, in circulation as a concept uh, from the last two three years. And you talk a lot about organic food, and uh, uh, especially coral toti. Uh, basically, whatever we do with coralu is bas- is being t- talked about. The recipes are being talked about. With so much being in discussion uh, in, in in the food uh, sector 
and even a lot of brands coming in into the organic uh, grains and uh, especially the millets uh, what is lacking i mean um, a part of the problem you mentioned while you were explaining about your inspiration which is um, most of the farmers do not know how to process it and how to take it forward uh, what is the rest of the problem i mean uh, despite having uh, so much of an awareness right now the awareness is not a problem everybody knows the value of uh, health uh, especially after pandemic so what do you think is uh, the problem areas in this field of millet growing so uh, there are two levels levels of problems raji one is at the farmer level itself and the second one is at the consumer level so farmer level if you look at the millets like you know we stopped growing for the last 40 50 years and lost lots of this uh, seed and the culture associated uh, with growing millets is like kind of disappeared and as well as uh, like you know uh, as i said in the olden days they were all physically working and doing all kind of a processing on their own harvesting uh, Uh, stage but now um, there's a huge gap of uh, agricultural labor you are not getting manpower uh, to work uh, work on this and there are not like uh, machinery and innovation has not happened in this sector so um, you know we need to have this kind of a machinery uh, at the village level where the manual labor work will get reduced and we should make sure that the quality seeds are available for them and after uh, the millets are grown uh, there has to be a proper for market linkages for the farmers so this is at the farmer level in addition to that even in the farming uh, farmer families they stopped consuming this millets and the dietary habits yes. changed after the public distribution system and we are excessively using wheat and rice that you know we, yes. we lost our dietary heritage so uh, we have to encourage the farmers also to consume millets so that the uh, the rate and you know um, uh, the, the the 30 to 40% of the crop uh, produced will be sold at the local level so that is very important um, and the, if you, if you come to the consumer level for uh, you know not lot of people are aware that water millets how how they are being grown and uh, you know what is the nutritional values that is one thing and the second thing is they don't know what to do with millets and if you suddenly like wake up one day and i will only eat millets it doesn't happen you know if you eat millets without like properly knowing how to cook and how to integrate into your diet uh, yes. you will have all kinds of uh, you know stomach ache and you will stop uh, doing it so uh, the con- customers also uh, we have to create awareness uh, like how to use it and uh, how much of quantity you should use it and how to make it most importantly nowadays people they don't have uh, time to you know cook right so they need yes. like ready to eat and ready to cook kind of a, you know uh, um, millet uh, millet options and where the millennials can actually uh, eat it quickly or drink it quickly so that is where lot of innovation has to happen and lot of machineries uh, technologies needs to be developed where we reduce this uh, process of making the food so these are the two issues that i can say the uh, which which comes uh, which brings me to the uh, one year of effort that was put into millet bank and how it has come to a, a kind of a stage where you can proudly say you have put at least uh, the beginning uh, the wheel has started uh, rolling uh, for the processing uh, of millets uh, it's just not production um, can you just talk about um, the, the the cultivation of the 25 acres how difficult it was and followed by uh, this whole one year of how you have tried to bring in the processing the the food processing uh, aspect to the millet uh, farming 
Uh, first thing, the 25 acre land that we reclaimed, it was not very difficult because it belongs to my own family and relatives. So they have goodwill, uh, you know, I have a lot of goodwill among them and whatever I say that they listen. So that kind of uh, system is there. So whatever I said that they have grown. So that was not at all a, a difficulty. And even like after growing, uh, they, they are only eating, you know, that is also another good thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and when it comes to the processing and all, frankly speaking, I have not, not even thought about registering a company, registering this big setup and uh, taking this brand. Uh, my only intention was to make it very, very small kind of a startup where my sister and couple of farmers in our village, in our nearby villages will get benefit. But, you know, uh, you know the kind of response that I got uh, from the media and my, from my friends and the investors and people almost 30 people came forward to be my co-founders <laughs> you don't oh. you can't imagine so for the last 15 years i'm working in tourism and destination marketing and you know culture and all that and nobody not even one investor came forward and i was rejected almost 50 plus times so this is the first time <laughs> where investors have started coming in media started writing about it i felt oh my god do i even deserve this kind of attention here <laughs> And then that is when I started the uh, I I started thinking how much potential this space has and my background will definitely help this because I am both into marketing, branding and I you know the community engagement and and uh, the other advantage is that the farming knowledge huge knowledge because I have born and seen how these millets are grown and how we we can use so. Yeah. The, both ends, uh, that is one big advantage, which is uh, which is actually I should uh, be thankful. And uh, finally, we, I was able to um, get very good uh, co-founding team and uh, who are from uh, business operations and sales and distribution background and also production people. So we started with one product, uh, Millet Cookies. And then uh, yes. we are planning to, you know, the innovation and research is going on. We are planning to uh, get into more health drinks and ready to eat and ready to cook products in the space. And at the same time, back-end, back-end integration, we are planning to engage about 300 farmers uh, in this year. So that yes. is our target, yeah. So uh, I, I remember reading that you have, uh, you, your target was uh, getting uh, getting 250 acres under uh, millet cultivation across India. So, you, but of course, COVID probably has um, made it a little slow. Uh, can you please share a little about uh, your, your uh, efforts in this direction? Um, say 250 acres bringing into cultivation is not an issue at all having you know having great connections uh, you know I can I can speak, speak to 10 people and I can finish that kind of a, a you know mm-hmm. target but the thing is I wanted to uh, you know get more people who have very very small lands like half acre and one acre instead of going for landlords uh, with the 10 acres 15 20 acres I want to engage the small and marginal and women farmers who who are in the villages and who doesn't have that kind of livelihood uh, so that is that is where the challenge is so i'm planning to do one uh, you know a tour to villages and uh, uh, already like you know i've kind of sensitized all my relatives and i've already given them the seed um, so now uh, in the in, in next one month we will try to achieve the target it's not it's not that easy with the COVID, but it's not also difficult. Nowadays, everybody is like on phone, WhatsApp, so we can yes. we can talk and we can finish that. 
yes so seed also uh, reminds me of the seed bank that you have uh, at at uh, near village uh, this is in chitur can you please repeat the name of the village uh, i remember so, um the village name is uh, mulluru krishnapuram mk puram yeah. we call it as it is in shantipuram uh, so it is not just the seed bank uh, see i actually wanted to create a place where uh, it will act as a vehicle to inspire lot of other people so i have converted one of our old agricultural shed which was not used for the last 15 years and converted into a millet uh, farmer interaction center or uh, and and uh, we as part of that we kept a seed bank and we kept a millet museum we displayed all the um, you know farm equipment that we used to use in olden days and uh, the kind of uh, storage systems that we used to do in olden days so all mm. this has been kept and we engaged couple of farmers also and tried to bring some sensitization um, about uh, the ancient farming methods and how we need to retain them uh, why we need to retain them you know my plan is to activate more centers like that with the help of uh, other partners so yeah it it is not just seed bank it should be a seed bank it should be a farmer engagement and knowledge center it should be a museum so that is when the new farmers the modern farmers will get to know uh, you know what techniques and how it was done earlier and they take the legacy forward and uh, you know for the future generations as well yeah amazing in fact uh, this also is very uh, you have mentioned about the cultural aspect of uh, millet farming and i see that you have uh, in your in many of your initiatives this cultural aspect keeps cropping up so uh, how important is it to understand and bring it bring both culture and farming together in terms especially for the millet cultivation um raji in the agriculture itself there is a culture word you know mm. so we say that agriculture is not a profession true, true, true. it is our culture and it is way of life so if you look at all of us are farmers uh, children and farmers kids only we were yes. all farmers at once uh, one point of time so the culture what i am speaking here is uh, the culture of uh, you know understanding the local um environment and local weather conditions and local uh, soil conditions and local food habits and then that is how this kind of uh, the practices will be developed and this is not one day knowledge that what we have this is actually a knowledge which has been transform a uh, trans from generations to generations for the last few decades you know yes. so so the, so this needs to be protected first of all understand that what our grandfathers used to eat and our grandmothers used to eat and how they used to you know maintain the sustainable living so this understanding is very important so if you look at there is one particular like how it is it, both are re- related uh, before the sowing season starts um, you know there is a particular dish that we we make um, mm. Uh, idiopum kind of a thing uh, as, uh, you know uh, we call sastyalu uh, in telugu it's like yeah. hot noodles right and yeah, that yeah. is one of the most delicious dish that i have ever uh, eaten so okay. just before the sowing season all the farmers do this and they do puja and they offer this and then they start so there are lot of significance for everything you know so this kind of things are lost and because of that uh, you know uh, there's a huge issue so understanding our own traditions and culture and integrating them and passing on to generations is very important i'm not saying that we should not say no to modern farming and modern technologies we need to do it but at the same time we need to preserve the culture and traditions as well to preserve the dietary and nutrition diversity 
yeah absolutely so uh, also uh, i this the, the uniqueness of the project uh, the, the you are the way you are handling it is also the fact that um, as you said just now uh, the new age principles of enterprise and uh, you, you the new age principles of uh, marketing are also being integrated uh, into this whole uh, system of um, you know uh, be it food processing or distribution so how important do you think it is um, to for the farmers uh, for the millet farmers and for farming in general agriculture in general to be integrated to the modern principles of enterprise which probably right now is only limited to the startups and the urban scenario it is very 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 important uh, raji uh, see first of all if you take everybody like you know uh, the the entrepreneurship and all that uh, means it is urban it's so urban centric and the design is so urban centric and the innovation is so urban centric so the you know it is very 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 important to start this innovation to start this entrepreneurship and to start this integration market linkages branding and marketing at the village level if you look at like you know uh, the agriculture is one of the biggest livelihood but why are we not you know making every farmer a farmer as an entrepreneur yes so it is not just the farming that is giving them income if you look at it's not just the produce uh, the farmer uh, income comes from the poultry and the farmer uh, income comes from the milk and uh, you know it is like integrated in the agriculture itself so every farmland is a uh, it should be treated as an entrepreneurship cell and yes. how do we in increase the farmer income um, from you know within that kind of uh, limits so that kind of innovation that we need to start and uh, for the local conditions and weather conditions and the culture conditions Yeah. so this understanding and innovation is very very important and uh, you know uh, my intention also to make every farmer as an entrepreneur i want to see every farmer as an entrepreneur um you know this kind of technology and understanding and marketing support branding support identity everything we should we should work on well actually it sounds very ambitious but looking at you and looking at what you've achieved in this one year it definitely does look doable um hopefully you'll overcome the challenges uh, are there any major challenges you think for which which uh, you, you you kind of look forward to in terms of support from the government or from the um, uh, from the enterprise maybe uh, from the business side of it um well the first thing is that we need to the challenge is to have a network um mm. there is no proper database of uh, millet grower uh, growing farmers and uh, people who are in dry land areas and all this kind of database uh, we need to develop because if at all even i have to create an awareness where will i go and create an awareness so yes. until we build that kind of a very targeted community it is it is uh, difficult right so that yes. is farmer engagement level and the second thing is why will they listen first of all you know so yeah. you you are like going from somewhere and saying that this is what needs to be done uh, so that i think uh, i think i'll be able to do that because of my background both from the marketing and the farming background yes and yes, uh, and uh, with a little bit of empathy which i have <laughs> <laughs> definitely uh, we really hope so because i think it it is in the long run a very important uh, development in terms of food security which is one of the major goals Exactly. Uh, that we we have in the food sector thank you so much vishala it was amazing talking to you um, i hope uh, a lot of people get a lot of inputs uh, people who are interested in the field uh, people who are interested in farming a lot of people trying to go back to farming thank you so much yeah thank you raji thanks for having me and you are listening to handi talks a food media company 
hope to see you soon with another exciting guest until then stay safe stay healthy and you are listening to handi talks a food media company